Welcome to another episode of the Speak Up Podcast, where we speak up everything sports. I'm Kendall Hollowells. Kenny Hughes is alongside me as always, and we're talking week two of the college football season. This is also the first game of the ACC and Big 12 teams, so... Big news, for sure. Let's start out with Clemson and Wake Forest, uh, the game that College Game Day will be traveling to. So they go to Winston-Salem for the first time ever as Clemson begins their quest for a third consecutive trip to the national championship and their fourth in five years. Superstar quarterback Trevor Lawrence is back under center. The greatest running back in the history of the ACC, Travis Etienne, is back with him right next to him. So we know this game is going to be a blowout just like it was a year ago. Clemson's way too talented of a team. Wake Forest lost a lot of production. They're ranked 125th in returning production on offense. They lose Jamie Newman. They lose Sage Surratt. So this one's going to be over early, (laughs) Yeah, very early. It's a rebuild year, honestly, for Wake Forest. But let's go back to Trevor Lawrence and talk about the expectations for him in this 2020 season. So I believe Trevor Lawrence has a chance to cement himself as the greatest college football quarterback ever if mm-hmm. he wins the Heisman Trophy and he wins the national championship. Okay. I understand that the Big Ten is not going to be in it. Yeah. I know they're still trying to work some things out, but they're mm-hmm. not going to be in it. There's, no, there's not going to be an asterisk if he wins the Heisman, wins yeah. the national championship. That is not his fault or his yeah. problem that the Big Ten could not figure it out, that they're yeah. not playing. That's not his problem at all. He's a 21-year-old kid. Exactly. <laughs> like, all he can do is go out who plays on his schedule. Yeah. Whoever decides to show up and play next to him in the, in the college football playoff in the national championship, yeah. Yeah. that is all he can control. Yeah. So he can be the he can be the GOAT. I've always said that Tim Tebow is the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. But if Trevor Lawrence can have – Two national championships in three years, a Heisman Trophy, three straight trips to the national championship, won one as a true freshman. Yeah. That's the greatest ever. I agree. It, pure. I don't want to say pure dominance because, of course, he lost the national championship last year, but it's very impressive. Right. 25-1 and one as a starter. Yeah. It's elite. Yeah. So he still has Amari Rodgers in the slot, but mm-hmm. he's going to have two new guys on the outside, Joseph Nada. And Cornell Powell are listed as the starters for Clemson after the loss of T. Higgins and Justin Ross. Uh, Frank Latson is another guy mm-hmm. who's expected to see extended playing time this year. So none of those guys that I listed had more than 17 catches or 250 yards last season. Okay. Including, That's, uh, including Rodgers? No, except for Rodgers. Okay. Yeah, just talking about the guys on the outside. Okay. With that being said, I'm not going to... It's not a knock on those guys because I, they're at Clemson. They're, at, they're yeah. starting. I know they're extremely talented. Yeah. They're young guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's gonna get. It's gonna take for them to get used to each other and all that. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're gonna be challenged that much yeah. in the ACC anyway. That's that's probably the best part about it. They're not gonna be challenged, so mm-hmm. they'll be able to. I don't want to say make those mistakes, but make those mistakes during those games because they're gonna be up. Right. So yeah. they're gonna be fine. It may yeah. take a couple of weeks. It may not. Yeah. You don't know, but they're they're gonna be fine regardless. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is gonna go out there. He's gonna be great. He's gonna do what he does. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Oklahoma. So Oklahoma will play your your Oklahoma Sooners yes, will play sir. Missouri State. The Spencer Rattler era begins in Norman. Yes, we know they're going to blow out Missouri State by sixty or seventy. Spencer Rattler has some lofty expectations going into his redshirt freshman year. He follows in the footsteps of some great Lincoln Riley quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield won the Heisman in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Murray did the same in twenty eighteen. Jalen Hurts was the runner up in twenty nineteen. And Rattler is, his odds are pretty high. Yeah. I think he has the second or third highest odds to win the Heisman this year. Yeah. And the expectations as an Oklahoma fan, he's the best, as far as system fit, he's probably the best system fit quarterback Baker Mayf- that he's ha- that Lincoln Riley's had since Baker Mayfield. 
Right. So I think he's the best pure thrower that Lincoln Riley has had. Oh yeah, tremendous arm talent. He will be must-watch television every single week. It's it's effortless for him when he throws the ball for sure. So they do lose Ceedee Lamb yeah. at running back. Jaden Hazelwood was another five-star receiver that mm-hmm. went down with a season-ending uh, injury, mm-hmm. but they still have a ton of talent at receiver. Oh yeah, Charleston Rambo was back. Mm-hmm. They have a couple of other talented five-star Darby. guys, uh, Theo Wees, yeah. Treyon Bridges, yeah. Theo Howard comes over from UCLA, so they yeah. are still loaded at receiver. Their backfield still loaded as well. Yeah. Uh, Stevenson's still there as well. TJ Pleasure's listed as a starter. Mm-hmm. In no Kennedy Brooks. No. no. Yeah. And then Creed Humphrey still anchors this offensive line. Yeah. So this is still a loaded Oklahoma mm-hmm. team. I expect Rattler to be flawless in this first game mm-hmm. against Missouri State because it is Missouri State. Yeah. I expect him to be fantastic all season long. And I expect Oklahoma to go back to the college football playoff. It's gonna be all it's gonna come down to one thing at, once again, it's the defense. That's the only <laughs> question. We're not gonna have the answer to that mm-hmm. this game. Yeah. Because this game serves more as a scrimmage for Oklahoma than anything else. We may have the answer based off of how many points they give. I hate to say it like that, but Oklahoma has a tendency of letting teams, even if they're not as good as them, they give up points that is on true. defense. So we may be able to see a little bit, but I agree. it's We're not going to be able to see enough like to say they're a terrible defense just yet. Oklahoma the favorite in the Big 12? Have to be. Yeah, it's not even a question. Yeah. Not even <laughs> it's a not question. a question. Okay. It's not close. It's not even close for sure. Okay, um, let's go back to the ACC. Syracuse travels to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch North Carolina yeah. this year. Mac Brown is in his second season as, as head coach. Mm-hmm. They have high expectations as well. Mm-hmm. Expected to be contenders in the ACC. They don't play Clemson this year, no. so that's big. Yeah. Sam Howell is back after a stellar freshman season. He led the ACC in yards and touchdowns, was exceptional. Yes. They still have... They have one of the best receiving duos in the country in Daz Newsome and uh, De'Ami Brown, both 1,000-yard receivers in 2019. Yeah. And then they also have a 1,000-yard back in Michael Porter. Yeah. This yeah. offense is loaded. <laughs> yeah. They can put They're up talented. points, and they can put up points in a hurry. Yeah. Even the, even the on the other side of the ball, the defense, they're led by a former quarterback, Chas Surratt, their former quarterback, one of the top defensive players in the, in the uh, ACC coming back this year. So it's a on both sides, bro. They, they look very good. So they faced a Syracuse team who struggled to stop anybody last year, gave up. They regressed last year in 2019 after 2018. How many they had? 10 wins? Yeah. Something like that. Found themselves ranked as high as number 12. Mm-hmm. And then so they regressed last season. Terrible on defense. Yeah. Could not protect Tommy DeVito. Yeah. So if they can't do that again this year. It's not going to be pretty again. No. Man. Yeah. So I, I predict North, North Carolina is going to win big. Yeah. Do you think North Carolina, do you think they will be competing for the ACC championship? Will they be in the game with Clemson? Yes. That is your prediction. That's Over Notre Dame. Dame. Over Notre Dame, yes. Okay. I agree with you on that. Yeah. I, I just think Notre Dame, they may, I don't want to say North Carolina has more talent, but based off of what we've seen like in camp clips and what we've seen from the team already from last season, they seem like they just have a better overall team than, than okay. uh, Notre Dame. I agree with that. So, speaking of Notre Dame, they played their first game this Saturday also. Mm-hmm. Duke travels to South Bend to play Notre Dame in their first game as a member of the ACC conference. Notre Dame should be in there permanently, but that's yes. a, that's a, that's <laughs> a topic for another yeah. day. Ian Book is back at quarterback mm-hmm. for his third season. Tommy Reese takes over, former quarterback, takes over as the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. 
They do lose some talent, though, on offense. Yeah. They have two new running backs. Kyron Williams is a redshirt freshman, and Chris Tyree is a freshman. Mm-hmm. And then at, at receiver, they lose Chase Claypool and Cole Clement. So they yeah. have to replace all these playmakers. Yeah. They do have all their members back from the offensive line, so that yeah. is a boost for these young running backs and for Ian Book. Yes. But they need some of these receivers to step up. Javon McKinley is a guy I expect to have a big season. Okay. Fifth-year senior expected. I expect him to take that next step and be kind of the main guy for Ian Book. Another guy who received a lot of buzz this past offseason because of the play he had last year is Braden Lindsey. I'm kind of – it was kind of a surprise to not see him listed as a starter coming in this year. He's a big play explosive receiver that they can put anywhere. They can put him in the slot. They can fly sweep it to him. They can pitch it to him. Just a guy that you want the ball in his hands to make plays. Definitely. Um, I, For me with Notre Dame, I just want to see Ian Book because this is the first time where he doesn't have a bu- – well, he has talent, of course, but he doesn't have a bunch of guys that he's used to having around him. Claypool was there for a while. Um, Clement was there for a while. So let's see if he can – honestly, he's going to be one of those situations. Is he going to carry Notre Dame right. for the season? So we'll get yeah. to see, like, just how good of a leader he is for sure. Yeah. He might have. So last year, he was the leading rusher. Yeah. So he might be the same this year. It could mm. be the same situation, dual third guy who has to carry this offense, especially early in the season as yeah. they start to really get more adapted with each other yeah. before this offense really starts to flow. Definitely. Just as uh, another side note, Braden Lindsay is the first player in Notre Dame history to be assigned the jersey number zero. <laughs> so that's going to be very interesting to see. Great to see. Defensively, yeah. the Irish had a stout defense last year. They yeah. held nine of the 13 opponents under 20 points. I think four of them to single digits also. Both of their leading tacklers are back this year. Mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton is a playmaker back there. He led the Irish in interceptions despite not even being a starter last year. I kind of see him. I hate to put the comparison on him so early. as kind of an Isaiah Simmons type. A guy okay. who can play in the slot. You can play him deep. Um, can probably rush the passer because yeah. he's a big frame guy. He's like 6'4", 220. Yeah. Oh, back there at safety. Yeah, he can do it. <laughs> he can do it all. So I'm kind of curious to see how they line him up on the defense and stuff like that. They can. He could be a guy that they build their defense around just a sophomore this year. Oh, wow. For sure. Excited to see him for sure. Yeah. So they play Duke uh, where Chase Bryce, Clemson mm. transfer, takes over. He takes over Duke offense that ranked 114th in total offense last year. They struggled so much on defense last year, especially yeah. at the end of the season. They got yeah. off to that hot start at mm. the beginning of the season. Looked like they could be a bowl team and all that. And just hit just the went fan. downhill yeah. from there. Definitely. Um, I just honestly, I don't know too much about Duke, but do want to see how Chase Bryce does. He was a formidable backup at Clemson for a long time. Mm-hmm. So let's see how see how he does leading his own team for the first time right. as a starter. So. So let's go back to the Big Twelve. We want to talk about Texas. Yeah. <laughs> because this this is the, this has to be the make or break year yeah. for Tom Herman. Yeah. You have to beat Oklahoma this year and you have to be, win the Big 12. Mm. 2 years ago Sam Ellinger talked about that Texas is back. Yeah. And they regressed to 7 wins last mm-hmm. year. This is the year they have to get it done. Yeah. He's I don't want to say he's going to get fired after the season, but he's for sure on the hot seat if they take another L to Oklahoma in in both the Big 12 championship and the uh, regular season. So Right. It's a you, big year. You start to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. You start to put put the list together, potential candidates, the guys you want to bring in an interview. I don't think they would make the move mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. But it becomes a long off season for Tom Herman yeah, if they do. Especially with the amount of talent 
um, that Texas always has. As an Oklahoma fan, I can admit, like, Texas has, I don't want to say better athletes, but their athletes for sure are a lot of five stars. They're bigger in most mm-hmm. cases. They're elite guys, and they should be able to dominate. But yeah. There's no reason why they shouldn't be competing for the Big 12 championship every yeah. year. Why they shouldn't be one of the top ten teams in the country. Yeah. There's no excuse for it. They should be. Yeah. Um. Just to ask you a question. How much of it do you think it falls on Ellinger? And his style of, of play. On his style of play. Yeah. I don't know if I put it on his style of play. Because he does. Because he does produce. If you mm-hmm. look at it, him throwing 25 plus touchdowns, rushing for 15 yeah. more. He's putting up like Heisman type of numbers, yeah. kind of numbers that Tim Tebow was putting up back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's just not turning into wins other yeah. than that one year in 2018. That's true. So I, I'm not going to say that it's on his style of play, but it is a lot on him because he is a four-year starter, yeah. and he has to get it done, yeah. especially in the big games. We saw him progress in 2018 as a passer. Mm-hmm. He has to continue progressing again yeah. in 2020. Especially with Spencer Rattler, our quarterback for Oklahoma this year. Right, has to. <laughs> <laughs> no, Who do you – because you brought up Iowa State. Yeah. Honestly, I think, to me, I think they're going to be the team that gets to the Big 12 championship and plays Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. Like, I I know it sounds crazy, but for some reason, Iowa State, they always produce, they all, for some reason, they always produce wins. Even mm-hmm. with slightly below average rosters, they've been right. getting wins over the last couple of years. Brock yeah. Purdy's a great quarterback. Brock Purdy is the most like, underrated <laughs> coach, I mean, quarterback in college football, and Matt Campbell's the most underrated coach in yes. college football. Him with him and P.J. Fleck with Minnesota. Yeah. Those are two most underrated coaches in college football. I think they will be solid. Yeah. I'm picking Oklahoma State to be there with Oklahoma. Okay. I like. Okay. I could see that. They returned, I think it's 18 starters from mm-hmm. a year ago, including Spencer Saunders, their quarterback, mm-hmm. Hubbard at running back, yeah. and Wallace at receiver. That's true. That's so a they, lot. So they, they are loaded. And they're one of the few teams that can play a little defense in the Big 12. Yeah. That is true. So... It all it all comes down to I think the Oklahoma State Texas game, mm-hmm. but right now my pick would be Oklahoma Oklahoma State in the okay. Big Twelve championship game. I respect it completely. Yeah. So let's give our predictions actually for the college football playoff. Okay, I'm gonna let you go first. Um, so what do I have in there this year? Of course we got to start off with Oklahoma. You got to start <laughs> with my squad here. I'm sorry, I'm biased. Um, Oklahoma. This isn't any specific order. It's just for yeah, it, right. Okay, ahead. yeah, Oklahoma for sure. I have Clemson in there. I want to say Alabama's getting back in. Mm-hmm. I want to throw a wild card in there really bad. But I think LSU is going to surprise people. I think there's going to be two SEC teams. I really Oh, do. definitely. I, this, is, this is what the committee has been waiting for. They yeah. want to throw two SEC teams in there anyway. Mm-hmm. And now with the Big Ten and Pac-12 out of it, yeah. they're definitely going to throw two SEC teams in yeah, there. Yeah, I think LSU is going to be a lot better than what people are saying, for sure. So, I'm going to pick, so I agree with the first three, Clemson, definitely, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Alabama. I do want to, I am curious to see what Alabama does at quarterback. Yeah. Because I, Mac Jones will be the starter, but I'm, I kind of <laughs> see it similar to the 2016 situation with Blake Barnett and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. It looks Work. exactly like it, for sure. Well, I think I think Bryce Young right now is a better quarterback for Mac Jones, yeah. but I think with everything going on, eliminate. I think if he had been able to play the whole spring practice, mm-hmm. and then um, 
fall camp a little, a little different. I think yeah. he would have won the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think right now with Mac Jones having experience mm-hmm. and everything going on that Mac Jones will start the season. Definitely. I do expect to see Bryce Young throughout the season though. Oh yeah. And I think oh, yeah. I think maybe potentially he could become the starter starting quarterback down the line. Yeah. I can see when it I don't want to say before the SEC like I don't want to say like deep into the, their schedule, mm-hmm. but for sure before they get hit that stretch where they have to play LSU and they have to play all those big time SEC teams, I think Bryce Young's going to be the starter before that. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. But yeah, Alabama will be there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to pick Florida. Okay. I'm going to pick Florida to go. I originally I originally agree with you. I had LSU mm-hmm. until Jamar Chase opted out because okay. I really did like this LSU team. I still really like this LSU team mm-hmm. because they still are talented across the board. Yeah. But right now, I think I have to give the edge to Florida simply because they're on the opposite side of the SEC. Okay. So... And then it all comes down to that Florida LSU game. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure which which date they play. I know it's in October, but they yeah. do go to Gainesville this year. Yeah. So I think that one could be the deciding factor. And then with Georgia, Georgia, I have some concerns right now, especially yeah. starting at quarterback with Jamie Newman opting out, and then mm-hmm. them not saying that JT Daniels is fully cleared yet. Yeah. And then obviously he hasn't played in a long yeah, time. Yeah, so. four years. So I do have my concerns there. Yeah. So right now my pick would be Florida. Okay. They have a lot of guys coming back. Yeah. Dan Mullen is a very good coach. Mm-hmm. That one, that's a hard pick. It will be one of those SEC teams. It will yeah. either be LSU, Georgia, or Florida. Yeah. You can write that in. But right now I would have to give the edge to Florida. No, I completely I respect yeah. that. So that's going to wrap up this edition of the Speak Up Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace.